Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily live show from 8.30am to 9am to help small businesses. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments of the live feed. And launching today is Intuit QuickBooks Mindful Tax Kit. Check out the link in the comments for 10 top tips to help you de-stress. And if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so do engage with it, and at the end, I'll I'll reveal the results. So good morning. My name's Michelle Flynn, and I'm a health coach and a CBT practitioner. And what actually does that mean? Fundamentally, it's my job to help people stop getting sick in the first place. I help people really learn to live again. And the reason that I became a coach was through a personal health experience. So about six years ago now, I woke up one morning with a suspected heart attack. The paramedics turned up, and fortunately, it wasn't that. But what it led to was a period of three years where I found myself just getting sick a lot. I was also exhausted and gaining weight for no apparent reason. And what's quite strange when I look back at it now is even with all of those warnings, I didn't actually do anything to make any changes until three years later, it happened again. I was found collapsed on the floor and I thought, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need to start finding out what's wrong so that I can help myself live happier and healthier and longer. So I started working with a health coach and I thought she was going to talk to me about fats, carbs and proteins. Because surely that's what we talk about when it comes to health. But no, she didn't. She talked to me about stress, how stress impacts the body, the science of what actually happens to us with our stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, when we are in a state of stress. Because what our body fundamentally does was it tries to protect us when it feels like we are in danger. So I started working on ways to reduce the stress in my life and the things that I couldn't reduce, find ways to learn to cope with it. And through that, touch wood, I found that I haven't been sick since. I don't take little cheeky naps at three o'clock anymore in the afternoon. And I've lost a considerable amount of weight without actually having to count calories. So I decided I wanted to find out more about it. So I started studying. I was studying to be a health coach, but actually hadn't really planned to be one. Until people started approaching me and saying, Michelle, you're different. You've got more energy. You've suddenly got a really good memory. What are you doing? I'd like some help. So I found myself in a position where I started to gain one-to-one clients and then starting working with corporates as well to do talks around everything from stress and sleep to food and mindset. So now I'm excited that I get to do this full time and get to be invited by Intuit to come and share some tips with you. But what I just wanted to do was to get us started before we get into the questions was to do a little bit of breathing because fundamentally breathing is one of the best ways to reduce your stress. So what I want you to do is I want you to sit up straight. I want you to relax your shoulders. I want you to relax your face. We're going to breathe in and out of the nose because the nose is fundamentally there for breathing. It does all of this magic with the air as we breathe it in through changing the temperature to clearing out bacteria. And we should be breathing deep in and out of the nose through into the tummy. Whereas so often we breathe shallow, we breathe high into the chest, and that isn't getting us the oxygen exchange and the oxygen advantage that we need. So focus on breathing in and out of the nose. Now I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to close mine as well, so don't worry. I can't see you. I want you to relax and I want you to enjoy this. So 
close your eyes. Just relax those shoulders, relax your face. Start slowly focusing on breathing in and out of your nose. Slow, deep breaths in. If you have to put your hands on your tummy to actually feel your breath going in and out, do that. Imagine a rubber ring inflating around your middle. That's what you want to feel. So breathe in for three, two, one. Breathe out for three, two, one. Breathe in for three, two, one. Breathe out for three, two, one. Let's slow it down. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one. Slow it down again to five, four, three, two, one. Out for five, four, three, two, one. In for five, four, three, two, one. Out for five, four, three, two, one. Now just return to your comfortable breathing in and out. You might almost feel like you're on a swing. Remember as a child, you'd be on a swing and you'd move forward, you'd lift your legs up, you move back, you'd put your legs down. So breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Just keep focusing on the breathing. Now I just want you to give yourself a little bit of loving kindness this morning. We all need this. So as you keep breathing, I want you to say to yourself, either out loud or in your mind, may I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be free of pain. May I live in peace. Now I want you to keep breathing. And I want you to put some, somebody on your right hand side, somebody that you love very dearly. And I want you to send them some loving kindness. I want you to say to them, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be free of pain. May you live in peace. Now keep breathing, slowly in, slowly out. Now I want you to put somebody on your left-hand side, somebody else that you love very dearly, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, someone that you haven't been able to see because of lockdown. And I want you to send them some loving kindness. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be free of pain. May you live in peace. Breathe in, breathe out. Picture that swing, being a child again. Breathe in, breathe out. Playing in the park, the laughter that we all used to have as children. And yet as adults, we stop playing. So think today about something that you can do 
that you used to do as a kid that you loved. Maybe it's coloring in. Maybe it's getting out that old train set. Maybe it's making cornflake chocolate cakes. Maybe it's getting out on the skateboard. Have some fun. Breathe in, breathe out. Now slowly, I want you to bring your attention back to the room. I want to wiggle your fingers and your toes. I want you to take a big deep breath in. And just a deep breath out. And the next one, as we breathe in, I want you to breathe out of your mouth. Let it all go. They call this lion's breath. One more. Scare your dogs or your cats or your kids. There we go. So welcome. Thank you for breathing with me. What you have just done there is you have physically changed the chemistry of your body. Those stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol that increase by slowing your breathing down, you are sending a message to your brain to say that you are no longer in danger, that you are safe. You are rebalancing the chemistry of your body. This is like a science experiment. It's not woo-woo, it's all science. Imagine lots of little test tubes filled with chemicals. They're your hormones. Your happy hormones, your sad hormones, your sleep hormones, your day hormones. All of those are rebalanced all throughout the day with all the things that our bodies do. And just by those few minutes of slowing that breathing down, you've rebalanced your body. So now I'm going to start answering some of your questions for you. So question number one is from Barbara. On, this was on Facebook Messenger. Hi, the last year has taken its toll on me. I feel exhausted and having body pain I never experienced before. I'm afraid I might get burnt out and not sure what's the right action to take. Do you have any advice? Well, firstly, Barbara, thank you very much for your question. You are not alone in feeling this way. Um, it is completely understandable with everything that is going on. We are busier than ever, even though we can't be having the freedom that we used to in our lives. So I would suggest focusing on some self-care. And people often don't give themselves time for that. They're busy with their jobs. They're busy with their families. And they don't take even five minutes during the day just to, to stop. And whatever that might be for you, it's different for everybody. So for you, that might be just sitting and doing some breathing like we've just done. It might be it's a case of actually sitting with your favorite cup of tea. It might be going for a walk, feeling the rain at the moment. So one thing I would suggest is writing a calm list. All of the things that make you feel calm, and we're all different, so they're gonna be different for everybody. So think about the things that work for you, a certain piece of music, maybe a, a podcast or reading a book, having a bath and try and start introducing some of those things during the day. And they can be little things. It doesn't have to be you need to do an hour. It can be a minute of breathing whilst the kettle is boiling. It can be reading a couple of pages of a book, maybe whilst you're in the bathroom. Um, thinking about introducing some self-care to yourself because it's really important that whilst you are exhausted, you are busy, you do those things, it's also gonna help you sleep better, which is really key at the moment not just for preventing exhaustion and tiredness, but for preventing burnout. So I hope that helped, Barbara. The next one, Joyce from Instagram Direct Messenger. Hi, Michelle, can one be anxious even they don't have anything to fear from? Absolutely, Joyce. 
this was the thing that actually was making me ill and I had no idea that I was even stressed. That's sometimes a challenge with anxiety. It's a secondary emotion. It's an invisible emotion. We don't necessarily know that we're even feeling it. And it might not have to be big things, the obvious things that people might be worried about at the moment, finances or not being able to see their family. It can be really little things. Or in my case, it was a, a friendship that I had and the friendship was causing me anxiety because of the way that the friendship and the connection that we had. So sometimes it doesn't even have to be about being fearful. It can just be the emotions, the uncertainty that we're all feeling during the current situation. So what I would absolutely suggest for you, Joyce, is to focus on some breathing. And whether that is simply the swing, as I mentioned, the breathe in, breathe out, whether that's using apps like Calm or Headspace, whether that's doing some more focused breath work, by bringing focus to your breathing, you are, as I said, you're telling your body you are safe. Anyone on here who's ever had a panic attack, I have, they're horrible. Um, that's just severe anxiety. And the number one way to bring yourself back out of that is through focusing on your breathing. So I hope that's helped, helped you, Joyce. Morgan, Twitter direct message. Morning, Michelle. I tend to get very emotional when meditating. Why is this happening to me? Morgan, I am fully with you. If I'm honest, during that meditation, I had to hold back the tears a little bit. Breathing, meditation, breath work, whatever we want to call it, can unlock emotions. It can be often the only time that we actually give ourselves space to think or give ourselves space to not be running on that hamster wheel of life. So it can often cause emotions, tears, sometimes outrageous laughter. I've had those as well. And what I say with that is go with it. Let it happen. Don't hold it in. We're so often holding in those emotions because sort of we don't want to show weakness or we don't want to show our families that we're, we're upset. So take that time whilst you're meditating to get upset, to let it out. As I was talking about childhood there, I felt the emotion pull of my childhood. And that's a good thing because we're giving ourselves space to be in that moment. So it's absolutely completely natural. And sometimes I'll choose a certain meditation that I know will make me cry because I want to have the release. So Alfonso from Twitter direct message. Morning, Michelle. I live away from my parents who are in Italy. I have been extremely worried about them since the start of everything. Thankfully, they have been healthy and I speak to them every day. Despite of all of this, I can't get away from the fear of them contracting the disease. Is there something I can do to deal with my worry? Alfonso, I absolutely resonate with this. When we're not able to be near our families and with all of the news that we're hearing about COVID, I know there is so much concern for people. Um, certainly in Italy, from my friends that I have over there, my understanding is that they are being super, super careful. They are being a lot stricter on the rules than they are being here. So my, from I, as I said, I, I don't know a lot about Italy, but certainly my understanding would be that they are probably very, very safe. Your worry is completely understandable. Sometimes what we need to do is we need to do a little bit of tricking our brain. This is cognitive behavioral therapy. So what we need to do, and please contact me if you want, I've, I've got a workbook that I give to my clients about this. So please contact me if you want this workbook. Um, same goes for anybody with that, is that we take a thought, an unhelpful thought that can cause us distress, and sometimes we have to flip that thought. So we go, what's the evidence that this thought is real? 
what is the evidence that they're going to contract the disease? And if they're doing everything that they need to be doing, the isolating and the washing the hands, then the evidence of that is very, very small. So let's look at the opposing view, the view that they'll be absolutely safe and fine. What's the evidence that that view is likely? And write down all of that evidence, the fact that actually they are doing all the things that they need to do and they are doing everything to keep themselves very, very safe. So using that by reversing your thinking and turning it to the positive thoughts and then absolutely by speaking to them every day. And when you do start to feel that worry come on, just do a little bit of breathing just for a minute as we, well, a few minutes as we did there, five minutes, 10 minutes. If you want to go longer, brilliant. But doing that breathing just will reset that anxiety and that fear and just keep talking to them every day. Joshua from Instagram direct message. I live by myself and, um, and happily I've been able to keep my job over the last year, but I'm constantly worried about my finance. My worries keep me awake at night and I've had poor sleep for months. Do you have any suggestions how I can move past this? I miss a good night's sleep. Oh my goodness, I understand how important is sleep. Stress completely impacts how we sleep. It's the number one reason that we either can't get to sleep or we wake up about four o'clock in the morning with all of these thoughts going through our heads. So firstly, when it comes to the finances, again, a bit like I just mentioned there with Alfonso, it's about taking that negative, unhelpful thought and flipping it. So what's the evidence that finances are going to be a challenge for you? Hopefully the evidence is quite small from what you have said there. And then look at the reverse. What is the evidence that your finances are going to be completely fine? You have your job. You're being sensible with money. We're not able to go out like we used to. So we're not spending the money that we used to do. It's almost taking that mindset, which is just the story that we tell ourselves and we flip it. So taking the negative and thinking, what's the reverse? What's the positive of that? We start to retrain our brain. We start to, all of these neural pathways that we've got in our brains that tell us one thing, we slowly start to retrain them to think more positive. And fundamentally, your thoughts affect your feelings, affect your actions. So at the moment, when you're having those negative worrying thoughts, what's happening is you're feeling stressed and anxious. And the action off the back of that is you're not sleeping properly. And what I would say, again, when it comes to getting a good night's sleep, firstly, write everything out that's in your mind before you go to sleep. It's a really positive way of having a bit of a brain dump rather than it sitting in your head. Even if it's just writing out your to-do list about your job or the life admin you've got to do the following day, write it out and then do some slow breathing. There's so many sleep stories out there, which are just stories said in a certain tone and a certain pace to calm your body down. It might be a sleep meditation. So that could be just sounds of the waves or the birds, or that could be uh, some counting, or it might be that you like certain music because that's going to reduce your stress. That's going to help you get to sleep. I'd also suggest there might be some other things as well that can impact sleep, things like caffeine. Caffeine has got a six hour half-life. So if you drink caffeine at 12 o'clock lunchtime, that's the same as, let's say, in coffee, although there's caffeine in other things, that's the same as half a cup of coffee at six o'clock in the evening and a quarter of a cup at midnight. That can completely impact our sleep because we know that caffeine can do that. And also something else you might not have known is that caffeine does the same thing to our body that stress does. It puts us in that high state of alert. So think about maybe whether it's caffeine, whether it's alcohol, 
lots of people, including myself, have been doing a little bit too much drinking over lockdown that also could be impacting your sleep. Now, the next one is from Shalcat, and hope I pronounced that correctly, from Facebook Live. What advice would you give a person who is stressed whilst working and isn't able to take a break because they are behind on their work? This is very difficult because we're putting pressure on ourselves to basically be brilliant at our jobs because we're concerned about our jobs. And potentially if other members of the team have been furloughed, it might be that our jobs are even busier than before, just trying to get through the daily tasks. What I would say is that I use the analogy of footballers is that take the, a great footballer, let's take Ronaldo. Now, Ronaldo in match number one plays a brilliant match. If we then straight away put a second match straight afterwards, wouldn't play quite as well. He'd be a bit tired. If we then put a third match on the end, Ronaldo would probably be a terrible footballer because he'd be exhausted. This is the same in our working day if we don't take breaks. It's really important to give ourselves a little break. It can just be five minutes just to step away from if it's a screen that you're staring at, um, just to move around, to move our bodies, to walk a little bit. There's a technique called the Pomodoro technique where you focus on your task for 25 minutes and then you give yourself a five minute break. Maybe that's a little loo break. Maybe that's making a cup of tea or coffee. Maybe that's just having a, a bit of fresh air outside your front door. But those breaks are so important. And what you'll find is that you'll come back and you'll actually be more efficient with your job. So you'll find that by taking those breaks, you're able to get more work done. And those points when you're sat at your desk and you're just feeling completely overwhelmed with work, just stop. Slow your breathing down a few deep breaths, even three or four deep breaths. The Navy SEALs, they do a technique called box breathing, otherwise known as tactical breathing. And what they do is picture a box. They breathe in for a count of four. They hold their breath in for a count of four. They breathe out for a count of four. They hold their breath out for a count of four. If you repeat round that box two, three, four times, you will feel yourself more relaxed, more able to cope with what you need to with your work. And if you Google box breathing, it's all over the internet. So you'll be able to find the ways to do it or please contact me and I will happily send you some more information. Vicky from Instagram stories, how do I know if mindfulness is right for me? Vicky, mindfulness in itself is right for everybody. How you do your mindfulness is absolutely about personal choice. Mindfulness is key to happiness. There's a lot of research through Yale University about what makes us happy. And mindfulness and living in the moment, savoring the moment is one of those key things. So your mindfulness might just be sitting still and doing nothing. It might be getting a book out and having a read of a few pages of a book. It might be going for a walk. It might be listening to nature. There's no right or wrong, but it's about living in that moment. We are so focused on tomorrow and the future and often things that we can't control. So let's look at today. Look at the things today that you can control, the things that you can impact and bring it into that moment rather than worrying about the tomorrows. We have learned over the last year more than ever that we can't control what happens tomorrow. So with mindfulness, I would say it's absolutely right for everybody. But like our fashion sense, we've all got unique, different senses of fashion. It's the same with mindfulness. So try different things. 
find the thing that works for you. Because once you find it, you can use it throughout your day for those moments where you just need to ground yourself and bring yourself back into that moment. Margot from Facebook Messenger. I hold up my appearance and I think people believe I'm doing great. In reality, I've not felt like myself since the first lockdown. How can I communicate this to colleagues, friends and families? I don't want them to see me as weak. Margot, I will be absolutely honest with you. I think that this is an absolute sign of strength. We are so often feel that we can't be honest about how we're feeling. And when people say, how are you? We go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, I generally ask people again and see at the second time if I get the, a different response. It's not a sign of weakness. There are so many people who are finding things difficult. If we look in the world of celebrity and the way that the sort of celebrities are now starting to talk about things, I know Fern Cotton is coming on to ask the expert and uh, she very publicly talks about her challenges. I think it's about who you feel comfortable talking with. You don't have to tell all your colleagues. You might pick a few of your colleagues that you trust. Um, same with your friends and your family. There might be some that you feel like you want to open up to. It's absolutely personal. But I do think that if people don't know how you're feeling, they don't necessarily know that you need some help. And sometimes we just need a hug, which I know isn't possible. We can't hug everybody, but those people that we're allowed to hug. Sometimes we need a good cry. Sometimes we just need someone to listen. So do open up to someone. So just pick one person. Don't feel like you have to ask, uh, be honest with everyone. Start with one and see how it feels. Now, Casey from Instagram Direct Messenger. How much time do I need each day to practice mindfulness and when can I start seeing results and benefits? Um, how much time you need? Absolutely, I would say as much time as you've got, but it doesn't have to be a five-hour silent meditation. It can simply be a case of actually, as I've said, a minute or two just slowing things down and actually kind of being in the moment. So it's as much time as you've got. Five minutes, fantastic. Ten minutes, even better. Um, when will you start seeing benefits? Everybody's different. When you practice it more and more and you get more used to how you're feeling and your body will react to it more, you will see the benefits more quickly. But to start with, it's called a practice. The first few times you do it, you might, your mind might wander. You might be tempted to pick up your phone and just stick with it. Because when you suddenly have that breakthrough moment, your life will change because you will absolutely realize the power of it. So the same as couch to 5K is about building up from walking to be able to run. That's the same with mindfulness is actually building it up so we get that practice. So I'm going to reveal the poll results now because I know that we're running out of time. So the poll results are in and we asked you, do you handle stress well? Here are the answers. Wow, okay. I'm surprised but really, really happy about this. 75% of people have said, yes, they handle stress well. 25% have said no. Now, what I would say for those 25% of you that have said no, that is absolutely natural. I struggle with stress. I work every day on the tools and the techniques that I use to reduce my stress through removing toxic people from my life, through to using my meditation and my breath work, through to just trying to eat the right foods because if I eat the wrong foods, they can cause me stress and upset my body and my gut 
and your gut and your brain is completely linked. So that's really interesting. And I'm really pleased that there are 75% of people who actually are able to handle stress because stress is fundamentally linked to so many illnesses, lack of sleep and many other things. So I'm really pleased about that. So now I'm going to start to close us off now. Thank you so much for all tuning in. And if you want to get in contact with me about any of the things that we have talked about or any other things, because it doesn't just have to be about breathing or about sleep. It can be about morning routine through to kind of what you're eating. Go to my website, which is michelleflynncoaching.com. And coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Rachel Martin. She is the founder of Account She, a female-led accountancy firm that specializes in working with female entrepreneurs, influencers, and business owners. Tune in to get top tips from Rachel about planning your cash flow forecast and how to save for your taxes. And don't forget, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB group on Facebook and also the Mindful Tax Kit link in the comments. I've really enjoyed this today. Thank you so much for all of your questions. Um, I hope you all have a great day and please get in touch if you need any support at all. Take care.